this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Little Donnie Dumpers. Me Lick You. Who made salad? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table are my two favorite people. Please welcome Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for giving this podcast a chance. Welcome. Welcome. If you aren't familiar with Tales from the Dark Side, it's available on Shudder. Episodes are on YouTube. Uh, every episode is different, very much like the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, but, but it, with no less. budget. Yes, but less. <laughs> with, worth, with worse writing and less budget. Yeah. Uh, today we are watching an episode called The Apprentice. Yeah. It is customary around these parts that we guess what that episode is about based on title alone. <laughs> Brave. Wow. Yeah, check. I mean, I don't like to throw hero around lightly. But, but we are definitely heroes. <laughs> but I mean, if Enrique Iglesias can, yeah, so um, can we. Deep cut. Hey, a deep cut of a very popular song. Yeah, I guess. Deep uh, cut to me. I forgot about that song. At the end of this episode, we will also <laughs> reveal the winner of The Dark Side Guess, which is where we give you, our faithful audience, the chance to guess what this episode is about as well. And if we select yours, you get a $10 Amazon gift card. It's just that easy. My God, that's easy. But you know what you got to do? Do you have to be in it to, to, win, to win it? it? Okay, yeah, you got you to gotta be in it to win it, folks. Uh, who would like to go first on their guess for The Apprentice? I can go. Here's my guess for The Apprentice. An angry man with a micropenis who lies about his wealth is cursed by a gypsy, causing him to win a contest he has no desire of winning. The most important job in the country. <laughs> I want to watch this show. It's called America. Wake, Wake up, up, sheeple. <laughs> Who's next? I'll go next. Go. The Apprentice. Go. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Drug dealer Shark Watson <laughs> wants to go to the next rung in his crime syndicate. But when a shaman's curse requires fealty... Will Shark take his medicine? Oh. Did, did you say a shaman's curse? <laughs> a shaman begs him to squeeze? <laughs> Will he squeeze? <laughs> when a shaman's curse. I like, there we go. Yeah. When a shaman's curse. Oh, it's a shaman's oh. curse. Oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Whipple. <laughs> I told you my witchcraft was strong. <laughs> also, these are on sale. <laughs> Maddie. Maddie. Uh, all right. I wrote two, so I'm going to have to decide which. All right. Read them both, baby. <laughs> they're both pretty bad, but all right. Ah, uh, don't undercut them before yeah, we hear them. They're great. <laughs> they're, right. That's our job. <laughs> all right. The first one The Apprentice. Mikey Pence was the worst toddler in the B.F. Skinner home for juvenile psychopaths. That is until the day Donnie J showed up. Now they have a choice let their differences divide them or unite to fight the werewolf janitor before the next full moon. Will they decide in time, or will they ruin America? <laughs> what if? What if this whole thing was a werewolf hunt? And they were like, "Seriously, guys, we gotta get this fucking werewolf. We aren't doing shit for this country." Uh, all right. Uh, put, put, nope. put the put the Donnie drone out yeah. there. <laughs> I make bad decisions. I make bad decisions. He's waving his arms. He's distracting. It's good. It's good. You got a second one? Uh, yes. Oh yes, good. Yes, please. All right. Little Donnie Dumpers was the worst <laughs> kid. Was the worst kid in school until the day he stepped through Mr. Alucard's door. Now he's on the straight and narrow. <laughs> 
I love it already because yeah. can't get through it. It's so dumb. All right. <laughs> now he's on the straight and narrow boat. <laughs> now I'm just laughing at Alucard because <laughs> it's Dracula backwards. <laughs> Monster Squad, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. <sighs> but what will he do when he discovers kindly old Mr. Alucard is really a Dracula? Will Donnie turn him into the school board or will he become his apprentice? Ooh. Ooh. Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with the sweet deets. Here are some sweet deets for The Apprentice. This is season four, episode 13. By God, we're blowing through this show. We are almost done. Almost done. This episode aired May 1st, 1988. We started watching this show in the 80s. It is practically the 90s. Practically. Practically. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> College sophomore Sarah McBride accepts a job at Colonial Village, a tourist attraction that recreates Puritan life in 1692 Salem and allows nothing from the 20th century. But things aren't quite what they seem. Hard mm. mm. flop. Uh, did we ever learn that she was in college? How did we yes. know she yes. was? Oh, we did? She yep. went. She was going to the college. Oh, great. Okay. She's from New York, and she goes to the The college. college. Oh, hey! I'm walking here! I I love the Fonzie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This episode was... uh, This was directed by a (laughs) writer-director... This This episode was directed by a director. (laughs) This episode was directed by a lamppost. (laughs) (laughs) It stood there and gave no direction. Which I think is why this episode had a quality I enjoyed. (laughs) Uh, No one was there to ruin it. It was a female writer, female director. And this had like a a nice little touch of 80s feminism. I liked it. I liked that too. Uh, Eleanor Gaver uh, was the director. She doesn't have many movie credits. Uh, She's this and a couple other things. But she is... Uh, a writer-director of a film called Here One Minute uh, that they did a uh, Kickstarter to, uh, and then went over to Indiegogo to raise $17,000, which paid for the initial three-week shoot and a rough edit. Um, And she did a documentary about uh, trying to get the whole experience done. It was uh, described as here one minute set in New York City's East Village. This timeless coming of age story highlights many issues facing today's youth. This gritty independent film defeats this gritty independent film depicts graffiti, sex, and substance abuse in a way that recalls cult classic Kids. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You ever see Kids? Oh yes. What do you think of Kids? Oh, I hate it. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. It's hard. To, it's it's hard to like. Uh, what's his name? Harmony Corrine. Mm-hmm. He it's, seems a very unlikable soul. He's he seems to be someone of whom pushing the envelope is all they care about. Like you depicting, don't get it. Depicting, norms depicting people in the worst possible way. Yeah, and I understand wanting to show you know. The underbelly and the things that don't get shown mm-hmm. in in stories, but I think you have to have something to temper it. It's just shit for shit's sake. I don't. I think I liked it better when I was. I saw it when I was a teenager, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. That's not my life at all." Virgins, I love them. Yeah. Bleh. Um. But yeah, no, a pa- hard pass now. Hard pass. Hard pass. Uh, episode written by Ellen Sandhouse. Uh, she wrote the episode uh, The Social Climber, if you guys remember that one. Yep. That um, was, uh, unfortunately, you weren't here that's for correct. us on that episode. That's why I was like, why don't I remember that episode? Oh, yeah, that's why. Um, she wrote this episode, uh, The Social Climber, one episode of Charles in Charge, and then wrote several children's books. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Wayne Tippett played Magistrate Thomas Branford. Uh, he is a character actor. You've seen him in lots of TV stuff. He was in Nurse Betty, the FBI agent in JFK, uh, oh, wow. lots of stuff. 
Haviland Morris played Sarah McBride. She was Caroline in Sixteen Candles. Uh, if you remember, she was the one that uh, mm-hmm. what's they his face her, had to yeah her they cut hair. her hair. Yeah. They did what's his face had to drive her around. She was blonde in the movie. Right. Anthony yeah, Michael she was Hall. she was the girlfriend of Jake. Yes, and this is the point where I say I have never seen. 16 candles. Well, I will stop wasn't trying to explain also, it to you. Wasn't she also in Gremlins 2? She was in Gremlins 2. Yep. She was in Home Alone 3. <laughs> Every time I hear Gremlins 2, all I can think of is that Key and Peele oh sketch. Oh, God, that sketch <laughs> is so great. Where uh, Peele comes in and... He's a script doctor, right? He's a script doctor, and he's basically wearing the same clothes as the gentleman from Mannequin. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. And he's, as Hollywood? As, as Hollywood, Hollywood yes. exactly. As Hollywood from Mannequin. Okay. And he goes around the table and he's just like, give me your idea for a gremlin. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. God, that, oh, I uh, love uh, that. A girl gremlin? <laughs> you mean a big titty blonde hair <laughs> gremlin? That... Uh, yes. So she was in Gremlins too. Uh, she was in several years of One Life to Live. And oh, wow. uh, she was in... I don't know if you guys remember the movie Who's That Girl? It was oh, another Madonna. Yes. She was Wendy Worthington in that movie. Oh, wow. I was so, I cannot express to you guys how into Madonna I was. You also, a few uh, a few episodes ago, mentioned Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, I've seen it a million times. Yeah. And if it's on, I will stop what I'm doing and watch it because it's yeah. still a good movie. Uh, I imagine Who's That Girl likely does not hold up at all. Even as a even as a, like a twelve year old, I was like, Meh, I've seen better story structure. <laughs> this is a little weak. Yeah, I have a lot of third act problems. Yeah, you call that a meat cute? <laughs> Catherine Elizabeth Newman played Jane. Uh, her film credits are this app and a small part in the movie Playing for Keeps. Uh, Kate is now uh, an instructor at Columbia University. Uh, in 2005, Kate began teaching ESL. She has been on the ESL oh, wow. faculty at Columbia University, NYU, and Hunter College, where she designed and teaches an acting course for advanced students. She yeah. also teaches creative writing in Hunter's English department. Wow. Yeah. Neat. Uh, Gary Lahey uh, played Peter. Uh, he has like a dozen credits in various uh, TV stuff and movies. He was he in the movie Night really Riders. Familiar. Knight Riders, the George Romero movie? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was in that. Holy smoke. Yeah. Uh, guys, man lives in the sunlight world of what he believes to be reality. But, come on, there is. Unseen by most. An underworld. It's a place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's a dark it's side. It's a real dark side. Oh, the door from the dark side swings wide open. <laughs> And we are in a soliloquy. I thought for a moment that this was a stage and we were watching The Bard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down that it was Preacher Goody Neckfeather. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I think Goody was always a woman, right? Now, you have to understand, dear listeners, that we write everything down on notebooks and that Jen has a spiral notebook and she has lifted it up to reveal little Donnie dumpers on the back. <laughs> I forgot. Matt's <laughs> when Matt said little Donnie dumpers, I was so tickled by it. I wrote it on the back of my notes. <laughs> little Donnie dumpers. So all I'm seeing while you're talking is little, <laughs> little Donnie, Donnie dumpers. dumpers. <laughs> <laughs> If you need chocolate donuts the easy way, go to Little Donnie Dumpers. We have we got so many chocolate donuts. Only chocolate. Donuts. Only chocolate donuts. We got glazed. We got dunked. We got dumped. But in particular, we got the dumper. We got the dumper donuts. Now go next <laughs> next door to Chicky Dumpers. <laughs> Our sister restaurant, Chicky Dumpers. Chicky mm. is my sister. Mm. Mm. I want to chicky those chicky dumpers. dumpers. Mm. Would you put your chicky in my dumper? Oh, give me them dumpers. <laughs> say it, Matt. Say it. Dumpers. There, there we, go. we go. Great. All right. Well, I, I didn't know what was going on with this guy, but he is waxing poetic from a book. Yes. To no one. Right. 
in walks, barges in, bursts through mm-hmm. the door. The yeah, ripest so, tomato in town. So I just want to point out that before before the next character comes on the screen, you have no clue what era we're yes. in. This is a person dressed in puritanical garb, reading from a giant tome, uh, sitting in a house with you know simple clappered walls and. Then you hear the knock on the door, and in comes Miss 80s USA. Mm -hmm. For real. She's wearing a scoop neck tank top, scoop neck sweater tank. Yep. uh, Which is aqua, a darker aqua. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not like that light aqua. It's more like that darker blue. Um, And she's got red hair. Her her makeup is on point. She looks great. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a bona fide, bona fide uh, (laughs) 80s crush. Yeah. I would have been like, hum, 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 hum. Oh, she's very pretty. I would have been like, I'm going to go watch this downstairs. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) By downstairs, I mean, I'm going to go watch it with my penis. <laughs> what that do you was, think? That was implied, but yeah. What do you think, buddy? I don't like it. Um. <laughs> I meant that that's what the downstairs was. The downstairs is what you, your penis is. Sarah bursts <laughs> through the door. <laughs> and she... <laughs> nobody... Uh, nobody... I need to keep explaining this, Matt. I know you're trying to move a story forward, but I have to explain to Matt (laughs) where I think his penis is. Okay. Okay. So. Wait. You don't think Matt knows. No. Where his own penis is. Well, in case he doesn't. Oh, okay. Okay. I I like that that took you completely out of it when I looked down in shame. (laughs) Like, because I can see his arms and head right now. Right. So it's not any of those places. Correct. Yeah. He's, oh, I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. So if you consider the t-shirt area the upstairs. Right. And you consider the pants area downstairs. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's hanging out somewhere down there. But his feet, his feet would be the basement? It, well, no, because I can see his feet. So I think the basement is is the, the back pocket area. It's doo-doo hole. It's it's doo-doo brown. It's Donnie Dumper. It's old Donnie Dumpers. We have made it through the first three and a half seconds of the episode. <laughs> Sarah burst in the door, and it is at this part that I'm even more sure that I'm watching a play. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. The actress who isn't in character or off book. And here comes the director, and boy, this woman's going to be the apprentice to this director. I wrote that down, too, actually, that this felt like very sort of actor's nightmare. Because he's like, well, you know, she's looking for a job. She saw his sign that she needs a job. He's saying, well, we need you to start right away. There's a costume for you right here. And she's like, but I don't know any of this stuff. No, don't worry about it. Put this thing on. You're going to learn to spin. You know, my daughter's going to show you how to spin. I've never done that before. That's okay. Let's just do it. Oh, God, guys. And she says, you know what? Oh, oh, oh. She is she is told. Um, she goes to open the closet to get the costume out. Not that one. Not that closet. Opens the other closet. Please remove everything. You can't have any sign of the 20th, 20th century. century. And she says, anything for a job. Guys, I was hoping that could take us to a segment that I like to call... Anything for a job. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, run us down the rules of anything for a job. Well, you tell me what you would do for a job, and I say, ding, or eh. Based on that. Just how I feel about it. Show up on time. Yeah, ding. Um, uh, Be nice to my fellow employees. Ding. Um, Bring in in donuts on Friday. Ding. Um. Worship a deity at my desk. <laughs> um, um, expose my puritanical views. To all, um, try to teach somebody who doesn't want to use a spinning wheel how to use a spinning wheel. <laughs> Kidnap someone and take them back in time. Ding! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's dealer's choice, guys. Sorry. Uh, he's reading about unclean birds of prey. Right. 
witches. Yeah. Them bitches. While uh, before she got dressed, there was a couple things very interesting about this, for lack of a better word, cabin that they're in. Mm-hmm. There is a painting of an old <laughs> preacher. Yeah. That, is that what that was? Uh, man, I couldn't tell you. Really couldn't. Because there is no way that this was made in 17 no, whatever. No, not at all. This oof. this was made with crayons in 84. Yeah. This, which also, by the way, with the amount of time that they spent on it, is another, hey, remember what guns look like? Yep. Mm-hmm. They... Uh, I was like, what is going on with this painting? It's a real Manos Hands of Fate thing. Yep. I was like, is this... <laughs> well, I guess this is important. Is this the master? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and while he's offering her the job and she's saying, like, I, I'm at college, I'm from New York, he turns on the lights. On, he has, like, electric lights on fake candlesticks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I remember from the 80s. Oh, I remember. We had oh, kind, sure. of a, yeah. kind of a late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s thing yep, yep, yep. was to have lights with that. And sometimes you would get these gold. The flicker. Yeah. They would, yeah. They would flicker. Um, and that's what so they had. So real. So lifelike. So real. Which means this stone is wired for electric. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. odd. Okay, but okay. Um, she gets dressed he comes in, and again, just like last week's episode, this is a real porno situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because he's just like, take everything off. Well, yeah. I mean, he basically says, take the whore off your face. Yeah. Because she's still wearing makeup. Now, she not, is to, all not to, not to yeah. jump to the second act, but when we meet his daughter, she's wearing fucking she's makeup. She's also wearing Makeup. I know. I like every time, too. every time she blinks, like I could see fucking eyeshadow. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. That was the no makeup look in 1988. Like, you still have to carve out those cheekbones. <laughs> and, right. You know. This is um, an, this moment of take that makeup off. So they're just like, well, I guess we'll take off a little blush. Yeah, she, she still, still has eyeshadow. She still had, eyeshadow. Yeah. She still had days, mascara. Lipstick. And she also grabs her cigarettes and lighter out of her purse uh, and slips them into her pocket, let's say. Her, her nature's pocket. Her, <laughs> her pouch. Her, her cigarette old, case. Her old human sack. Yes. You know what I mean? No. Uh, oh, her puss puss. Oh, okay. <laughs> just rolled it really? up in the, just rolled it up in the cellophane mm-hmm. and just and then later in the episode. Um, you got to dry those things out then. That's correct. Yeah. Well, you know. So she grabs the smokes. At this point, I'm like, yep, no red flags here. No, no nope. whatsoever. Especially when he says, are you ready to become part of the past? Can we talk a moment about this guy? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to the fog tunnel. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let, uh, let's talk about this caretaker, this guy who says... What's going to happen here in Colonial Village mm-hmm. is that people are going to come in and expect you to be of the period. Right. Which, once again, is a gun that we never see, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, well. We see it, but. He's, I mean, he's given her a reason to, by saying that, he's giving her a reason to leave all the 20th century stuff behind and put on the costume. Right. Right. But who just starts a job? Nobody. That's why that's why yeah, this you, felt very you, like you actor's nightmare to me. Right. Yeah, that she came in and it was like, there's... Yeah, you've got a role and here's your costume and it's started the play's already started. Right. And there's another thing that I wrote down here. Um he looks like colonial Garrison Keeler. <laughs> I thought he looked like Puritan Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lake Wobegon. I would do anything for the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I traveled down to Heck and back. Lake Wobegon is cold. All right. Gonna hang a witch tonight. (laughs) 
Uh, he oh, he's like, you ready? He turns out a wheel he on the wall. turns the, the wall spinning wheel. That starts the fog machine. Yeah. That opens the door. It's a real mousetrap situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> and so then... the, the, the door opens. There's a fog tunnel. And you see at the end of it, um, a wooden door opens. And he's at the end of the hall. Yep. Yeah. And so she starts to get dizzy and she falls over. Um and that's the act break. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Ladies, you can't squeeze the Charmin. But this isn't Charmin, Mr. Whipple. This is new Charmin, even more squeezably soft. But uh, you can see, feel and hear the difference. See the bigger puffs of softness? But uh, you can feel the difference. Feel how much softer. You but can even hear. Enough. It's really... No matter how irresistibly soft, please don't squeeze the new Charmin. Mr. Whipple. Introducing new Charmin. So much softer you can see, feel, and hear the difference. New soft fragrance, too. Mr. Whipple, this is going to go on your butthole. <laughs> it's going to make your butthole feel all warm and chewy. <laughs> what? Uh, Sorry. Uh, we, sorry, I, I made a mistake. I thought I was doing a cookie. And <laughs> <laughs> this is a commercial for little chocolate buttholes. Oh, bet you bite a chip <laughs> every time you wipe. <laughs> oh, Mr. Whipple, it's so sensuously soft. Feel how soft it is on your you mm. can hear? Listen. Listen to how soft it is. <laughs> listen. You're not listening. Listen to the Charmin. It will tell you sweet secrets. Please don't put me on your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Yay. And we wake up in Colonial Williamsburg. Yay. <laughs> have you guys ever been to Colonial Williamsburg? Yes, I have. Matt has. I have not. How is it? If you are into that type of thing, yeah. it is your wet dream. Sure. If you aren't, it is a f- real nightmare. <laughs> okay. It's a real nightmare. My brother has mold allergies. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. No. Every home was his ruin. Yeah. Like, my mom's like, what's wrong with Dougie? And it's like, you're making him go into the dankest places <laughs> in America. <laughs> Which is a great show. Oh, I <laughs> love the dankest places in America. Puff, puff, pass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real, it's a real mess. I mean, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Not my thing. I don't is it like Greenfield Village on steroids? Okay, because it it really is a whole town. So do you, like does a whole town of people live there and just yes. live that style? Yeah, I think so. And like you, you go to the fort and you have to have your papers. Or the guards won't let you in, and there's British soldiers and revolutionary soldiers. And is it racist? Um, well, there, there's a strikingly lack of diversity. Okay, all right. So <laughs> as much as as much as any other fair I've attended. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, so she wakes up on. She passed out. And she wakes up on, on the floor. a lamb, as far as I can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, a bag of lamb. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just wool in a pouch. Uh, fun fact, wool, unprocessed wool, fucking stinks. Mm-hmm. My mother used to, uh, used to spin and dye her own yarn. She had a yarn shop for a while. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and so she would do, she would get it, like, straight from, from the sheep. From the sheep, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they don't smell good. No, and I've been to petting zoos. All the lanolin like is shit. still in it and stuff, so you would have to take. There's a place in Frankenmuth that would process it. Oh wow! And uh, you would get it all like kind of bleached and yeah, and it would come sort of wrapped up uh, in a, a thing, and then you just sort of pull it and spin it on a wheel. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, it's a it. It does amaze me, and this is not hyperbole that. 
people figured that out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like how or, or with cotton and stuff like how that. How to yeah. bind yeah. how to bind thread yeah. and bind fabric like in looms. And, and different yeah. stitches and different ways to, you know, make things bigger or smaller to make to make articles well, of clothing. Or or like how how they figured out how to tie all these fancy fucking knots. Yeah. Like I can tie like two or three good knots. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. And like knowing because my brother owns a boat, like knowing how many knots my brother knows how to tie mm-hmm. is ridiculous. My brother too. Like he can throw a, he can throw a square knot on something in like less than fifteen seconds or less. Wow! It's just like pop, 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 done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know anything. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> well, at least you said it. I yeah. mean, <laughs> now that it's out there. <laughs> uh, so she wakes up and she is very reasonable. Like of all the people who who are on the show and go into a weird situation and are just like dur dur. She at least is like um. I don't know if I like this. I think I'm going to go. I don't feel great. And he says, well, I can't save the job for you if you go. Well, I do need this job. Even though we haven't talked about money, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the 80s. You could just take what you could get. In for a penny, in for a pound, yeah. I guess. Again, no red flags here. No. Um, he orders Jane to show her how things work and how the how the spinning wheel works mm-hmm. and he ends up leaving. Uh and Jane is talking all colonial and uh our girl is like, hey, "Yeah, save it for the tourist, Jane. This is we can talk normal." But Jane is talking all oldie-timey. No that is her normal, it seems. It's a real perfect strangers. Yeah, it's she a, does not break character. She's no. method. She's doing great. Yeah. She is doing great. This is a um, another. If you haven't figured out that they've jumped back in time, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. If you couldn't tell in the first act they were going back in time, shame you're dumb, dumb. Yeah, because now that Crayola painting is crisp and clean. Yeah, she yeah. actually says who cleaned the painting. Where's the calendar? What's going on here? And then in walks Gaston. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I called him. I called him handsome Rick Mayall. <laughs> um, I I did think it was funny that uh, she when she was talking to Jane, she called the Puritans nerds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where like Jane didn't seem offended because she probably doesn't know what a nerd is. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's that's fine. Y'all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> well. Gaston is a bohunk, and uh, Sarah is like, oh, man. <laughs> so she starts, like, throwing around her feminine wiles, and she's like, ah, uh, me lick, me lick you. <laughs> That's definitely a line from the episode. I'm so glad you wrote that down, Matt, because so that definitely <laughs> happened. That was so cutting, Matt. You no, 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 you are not. You're not no, allowed no, to. No, I'm not allowed. You no, deserve no, no. to keep oh, it. Yeah. Me lick you. <laughs> yeah, your no. delivery, your delivery yeah. of it was spot on. Too. I like that when you said "me lick you," you looked at me like for approval. Like, is it okay that I said this? Is this funny? Matt, Maddie, make joke, joke. Me lick you. I saw That's the look. Funny. T- I saw the look too. He knew. He knew it was better to look at you than it yeah. was to look at me. It wasn't even out of his mouth, and you were like, "Oh no, there's no <laughs> stopping this train because I can't stop." What? I, what can I do? What can I possibly do? Not say not, this? Not, of course not. I, well, I've already uttered half yeah. of it in my head. <laughs> gotta follow. Th- gotta gotta say me lick you. Oh, boy. <laughs> so she's flirting with Gaston. She says, me lick you. Uh, <laughs> and he says, but this olden times. She says, come on, though, me lick you. This lick you useless now, discard. Edith Spence shows up and goes, that's how I would have wrote it. Oh, it's everybody. Everybody spin on the wheel. The wheel is his dick. Me lick you. Me lick you. It's symbolism. 
Uh, well, now I can't cut it. We've said it too yeah. much. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> yeah, I. We owe you an apology, Matt. <laughs> you <laughs> monsters. <laughs> you know. Like- uh. So, uh, Bo Hunk leaves. Um. Jane is showing her how to spin. What we, did I miss? Uh, I believe that's when we find that uh, that Jane is his betrothed, right? Yes, she's saying, I think Peter likes yeah, me. Yeah, I think Peter likes me. And then Jane says, but we're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Where'd you come from? Oh, I was watching the episode. Chris Christopherson? It's me, Chris Christopherson. We haven't talked to you in many an episode. No, anytime there's an episode where somebody's going to get married, I come in. I'm like that little green guy on Flintstones. The Great the Kazoo? Kazoo? Yeah. You call me by talking about whether or not they're going to get married. Are they going to get married? They don't get married. <gasps> Spoilers. I mean, I guess if we just went another act, we would have we would have discussed that. But It's too bad they didn't get married because it was going to be a nice win. <laughs> Hey, um, Chris Christopherson, quick question for Mm -hmm. you. If you were to, I don't know, (laughs) want to do something physical with somebody, what what is something that you would never say to them? Oh, probably me lick you. (laughs) (laughs) You lucky me lick you now. (laughs) That's probably. But then I made sweet love to Linda Ronstadt on a boat. So I know the ways of love. Oh. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Me lick you, boy. Be so embarrassing. What is that? Be so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing? I'd be so embarrassing. I'd be so ill and bursting. I'd be so ill and bursting. You know, I had a three-way with Ellen Burstyn and Linda Ronstadt once. Barbara Streisand wa- t- watched? Barbara Streisand watched and combed her beautiful hair. She was wearing the Yentl suit. I said, no, leave it on. We didn't get married. <laughs> anyway. No. See you later. My boat's here. <laughs> Next time there's an episode that there's about murder, just look to the sky. That's you'll where you see me, Chris Christopherson. All right, well, me lick you later. Me lick you long. Okay. You made it worse. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish it. I knew better. As a professional, as a professional actor, I knew to just quit while I was ahead. <coughs> I think that man is dying. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm dying inside that now you have to leave this in the <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> Uh, all right. What did I miss? I was getting water. <laughs> Chris Christopherson showed up. Oh. They didn't get married. Oh. He's still a dog. You know what happens next? Hmm. More girl talk. <gasps> I loved girl talk. And uh, the girl talk fades into uh, dress hemming. Mm-hmm. And the bow hunk walks back well, wait, in. Wait, wait. We, we forgot something very, very important. Mm. Um. It was Sarah sowing the seeds of doubt with Jane. Yeah. Because uh, that's uh, when Sarah finds out that Jane is going to get married to Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, she's girl, like, you're like, real yeah. young. She's like, what are you, 15? She's like, 16. Oh, 16. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, <laughs> me lick you. The, 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 the 16 <laughs> makes it go better. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> what? Eject, eject. All I'm seeing. <laughs> oh boy, guys! We gotta we keep the lights on. We really <laughs> gotta keep the lights on. <laughs> no, I mean, what's sixteen? I think Dave Chappelle asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she, um, she, Sarah is doing her a solid. Yeah, yeah. So Jane says that you know, in the Bible, it says that children should obey their parents and prosper. Mm-hmm. And so Sarah is like, well, but that's 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 nonsense. If your dad t- put a sack over your head and told you to jump in the Charleston River, would you do it? And she's well, like, well, no. 
I would no. hope father would never ask me to do such a thing. Yeah, yeah. She says, well, if if your father told you to get a gun and shoot the next person that comes in the house, would you do it? And she's like, no, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, all right, then why is this any different? Well, I don't know. And so I'm imagining this went on for like the next hour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Peter comes back in, and it's time for uh, time for dinner. Uh, Peter is annoyed because he comes into womanly giggling uh, instead of them doing womanly chores or standing silently and reading the Bible. I yeah. Guess. Uh, and uh, uh, what's her name? Sarah. 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 Or Jean? Sarah. Uh, drops the "you're not the boss of me" line, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah is very is very eighties. You know, she ain't taking no shit from a man. Look, she's got work to do. Yeah, he cannot handle this. He is fragile. Yeah, he is not having. He's like, oh, look, you pricked her, Jane. You you pricked her. Yeah, and Sarah's like, she didn't prick me, bro. And in Jane's like, I, I never. What are you? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Hey, you pricked her. I saw Jane, it. Like, I'm gonna just, say you pricked her and just, knock just, my foot against the ground, <laughs> and you're going to say, yes, I did. Ready? Or, I think he's, he's talking, talking to, to you. you. <laughs> or else you know what happens next. It's a real fucking nightmare. <laughs> Uh, so they're like, it's time for dinner. Let's, uh, as, as Jen said, have apples three ways. <laughs> uh, tonight on the menu, we're serving apples three ways. Oh, wow. What, what are the ways? Uh, you'll see I prepared them whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are sliced mm-hmm. and then they are just sort of mooshed. <laughs> Mo- mooshed? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, how do you moosh an apple? Well, it's like mushing, but you do it in the 17th century. Oh, it's oh. mooshed. Oh, mooshed. Yeah. Yes. I heard about that. I heard about that. I read about that in the New York Times. We're also serving venison. The others don't like it either. <laughs> oh, okay. The others who? Oh, the other girls who were here before you. Jag, Norm, caca, caca. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Me lick you. See Me you. lick you. Have more apples. Smoke bomb. <laughs> Back to mooshing. Uh, the worst joke I've ever made. Is, uh, it, is it though? No. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, so she starts to eat. Sarah starts to eat. And uh, my man is like, hey, you got to wait for grace. We're saying the Lord's Prayer. And so I, I, w- I want to ask, did any of you ever say the lord's prayer is grace no no because you don't say, say that the lord's grace. praise prayer for grace no i don't i can't remember i feel like maybe i did i don't know i get it all muddled bless up us oh lord is a These classic yeah, that's yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a classic short dinner prayer yeah or um the old rub-a-dub-dub yes grub. <laughs> our god is good god is great and we thank him for this plate Amen. That is a staple of childhood. Matt, prayers. do you know three more? Um, we have food. So do food. <laughs> Yay, God. <laughs> uh huh. That one's great. That's one. We yeah. do food. So do food. God is great. <laughs> hey, I got a couple more. Okay, great. Mmm. <laughs> I have taste buds because of Jesus. Oh, I love that one. Enjoy this faithful of this season. Is that part of the second? That's all. That's, that's second, all one. Oh, okay. Second couplet. Of yeah. That okay. One. Great. Okay, all right. Um. Uh, yeah. God. Amen. <laughs> uh, and then, the, of course, there's the classic soup in my bowl, food on my plate. I can't believe that God is so great. Oh, great. All right. Yep. Um, Could even be a legitimate one. And then there's this classic, who made salad? (laughs) (laughs) Who made salad? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Amen. You don't know that one? Matt, your knowledge... (laughs) 
<laughs> of prayer? Of prayer. Of saying grace. Just knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just getting warmed up. Before we start Thanksgiving dinner, Uncle Mark, I know you say it every year, but if I could do the prayer this year, everyone please bow your head. Who loves salad? Who made salad? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Great. Um. Dear listeners, you can take that to your family anytime <laughs> you need to say grace. And there's salad on the table. That is a trails transmissions from the dark side gift. <laughs> I thought we- you were going to say a trail of tears. That is... <laughs> like, what? Just one more Thanksgiving abomination. <laughs> Make your Thanksgiving a real trail of tears with this prayer about salad. I was going to say it was a transmissions from the dark side gift with purchase. <laughs> Which you didn't have to buy anything. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, how close are we to an act break? Uh, uh, we got a little bit more. So we, we mentioned that it was venison, that uh, the others didn't like it. And um, now it's time for a smoke, smoke break. Yeah. 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 Um, she, that's right. She busted out the cigarette and lit it, and Peter left. Yes. Um, Instantly. It was just like, oh, which... Uh, and, and then Jane's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how do, you... do you call forth the fire at your fingertips? Um, and I think this is when she brings up that there's no calendar, which was a really weird time yes. to bring up that there's no calendar, but at least they brought it up, I guess. Did you um, not ever smoke? <laughs> no, I never did. Oh, yeah. If you smoke, the best way to smoke after a meal is to just stare at a calendar. Cal- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. you want to take All a right. look at the picture mm-hmm. on the calendar. Yeah. While you just smoke it up. How did all those kittens get in that basket? Mm. <sighs> Will he hang in there? How long has he been hanging in there? <sighs> I don't huh. know when I'm going to need to see this real estate agent again. <laughs> <sighs> How did those puppies get in that fireman's helmet? Snowboats <sighs> well. are nice. Well, guess I uh, just need to realize that tomorrow's a mystery, <laughs> yesterday's history, and today's a gift. Thank you, amen. That's why they call it the present. Who made salad? Who made salad? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and I've made up for it. It doesn't even really say that Jesus made salad. It's just Saying it's just you, crying a, a, a question to the Lord. <laughs> Who made salad? Who made salad? Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Croutons. <laughs> Jesus uses everything <laughs> for good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> dot org. That is, that is uh, the act break. <gasps> we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Yay. Okay, guys. Gremlins 2. I'm telling you, this movie <laughs> should write itself. First one was a classic. This should be pretty straightforward. Basically, all we're doing is maintaining the integrity of the original picture. We want to do all the stuff with the water and the... Uh, can we help you? I'm sorry. Let me introduce myself. Hi, y'all. My name is Star Magic Jackson Jr. I'm the Hollywood sequel doctor. So studio just brings me in to oversee things when they about to drop a deuce. So that's why I'm here, but don't mind me. I'm just going to be over here. Y'all do your thing. It's your movie. Okay. Uh, Let's brainstorm. Adam. Uh, If it's going to take place in an office building, I was thinking, what if uh, Gizmo gets wet from a water cooler this time? Okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to step in here just one second, sweetheart. So what's wrong with y'all? Y'all looking like a bunch of sad sacks. This 
It's G2, people. We write in Gremlins 2, it should be a party with pizza and anchovies, pineapple. Just come on, lift up the spirits. Look, okay, I'm gonna put a little bit of spice into the mixture here. What if we did this? Everybody here gets to design their own gremlin. Um, I, I don't see that the, uh, the gremlin design is broken. It's called brainstorming, not brain drizzling, sweet pea. Okay, shut your mouth for a second. Look, here's the thing. None of this is final. So you mean like, what if there was like a brainy gremlin? <laughs> a brainy gremlin. You talking about a gremlin with glasses who could talk and sing New York, New York? That's brilliant. It's in the movie done. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you, you said that nothing was final. That was before I heard the words brainy and gremlin in the same sentence together. It's done, I love it. It's in the movie next. What about a uh, spider gremlin? You mean a gremlin with eight legs and a thorax just catching pretty ladies in a web in an office building? Oh my God, it's in the movie, I love it! Next! What about a bat gremlin? You mean a gremlin with leathery wings just flying around, flip-flopping, bust through a wall, make a perfect bat symbol in the wall, get outside, get in some wet concrete, jump up on a building and just dry in place like a gargoyle gremlin? We are cooking with gas now, I love it, it's in the movie, next! Could there be a female gremlin? Lipstick, boobies, bitch, you have me and little gremlin but JJ. I love it so much that it's not only in the movie, but it's definitely in the movie. There's no backseats on that one, no penny taxis. Yes, 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 in the movie, done! That's why we need a woman in the writer's room. Next. I don't know, a googly-eyed gremlin? But you do know, because you talking about a gremlin whose sole purpose in this film is just that he looks stupid as fuck, yes. <laughs> It can be in the movie, and it is in the movie. Done. Next. What about you, Silver Fox? Uh, electricity gremlin? You just said noun and gremlin, like you play a Mad Libs. You just like a child. You have the brain of a child. You do not have a high IQ, but you haphazardly came up with a gremlin that's just made out of bolts that is zigzagging all over the room and is done completely in animation. You a crazy person, and your idea's in the movie. Done. Next. Uh, can we put the Hulkster in it? What? You talking about putting Hulk Hogan, professional wrestler turned actor, turned cultural icon in the movie where he break the fourth wall of the movie he's in by talking to the audience. You, sir, are a raging psychopath. Don't let this town take that away from you. <laughs> That's it. I don't even care anymore. We got the Hulkster in this bitch, so it's done. I don't have any more time, so let me just recap right now. It's Brainy Gremlin, Spider Gremlin, Bat Gremlin, Lady Gremlin, Googly Eye Gremlin, Electricity Gremlin, Hulk Hogan's gonna be in the picture. I'm gonna throw in a Gremlin myself. Vegetable Gremlin, just write it up. I'm having so Why much not? fun, thank you. It's all gonna be in the actual film. Now I gotta go put some Cowboys in Back to the Future 3. Sayonara, y'all. Oops. No. Okay, you guys know that none of that is going to be in the actual movie. All of that is in the actual movie. And we're back. Oh, that's so good. Oh, Key and Peel. One of the uh, darkest sketch comedy shows yeah. out there. Um, there's some sketches that are way darker than episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> Absolutely. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, I'm thinking in particular of the sketch about Urkel. There's a sketch about Reginald Vell Johnson not wanting to do another season of Family Matters. Mm -hmm. So he's talking to his agent and Urkel shoots the agent <laughs> <laughs> and says, of course, did I do that? And then is like, what's the matter? Don't want to do this anymore. It's horrifying. I have to look that one up. <laughs> it's great. It's it's great. Uh, let's finish this up. Let's yeah. land yeah, this let's plane. Yeah. Uh, this next section is what I like to call Takata and Ugg, uh, because the synth sounds at this part of the episode are off the chain. Yeah. Yeah. They are they it, unleashed. <laughs> Casio DX7 unleashed. Um. So she is. We forgot to say, actually, she was at the end of the last act. Uh, they came back in. Peter and the the head dude came in and were put like, her in the she's stocks. a witch. Yeah, put her yes, in the stocks. Yes. So now it's nighttime, and Jane is coming to release Sarah from mm -hmm. the stocks. 
She's like, girl, ain't nobody here going to help you but me. It is 1692. Not 1986. So one, one thing I did want to point out is that um, the father said two things that you typically only hear in cartoons. He said, seize her. And he said, silence. <laughs> silence. Seize her. Continue. Thank you. Uh, she explains that uh, three women have been hanged as witches. And a little bit more exposition happens until finally her dad and Gaston come back in. Mm-hmm. And they aren't taking it anymore. Jane stands up to her father. Yeah, Jane stands up to her father and she's saying, look, I just want to go back to where I came from. Uh, I I can't I can't be here I can't be here. Let me go back in the little portal. And this is where uh, the father, um, Colonial Garrison Keeler, mm-hmm. reveals the plan. Mm-hmm. So my man has an ability to travel through time, mm-hmm. and instead of like I don't know, curing disease, right, doing anything to be a better leader, mm-hmm. his solution is. And he explains it terribly at mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. is, oh, no, I just kidnap women from 1986, bring them back here and convict them of witchcraft because it provides unity for the people. Yeah, yeah we it, all it need it a scapegoat. Them, yeah, it makes them scared of something to unite against. This is real. I mean, I understand what the Salem witch mm-hmm. trials truly worth that. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't like this part. Okay. Um, this was the part that I was like, it is what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm, I I felt like it could be stronger. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it th- they did this in the last like two minutes of the episode. They really rushed maybe, through this. Maybe part. that was it. It was just like, <clears throat> I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't necessarily need it to be spelled out. Okay. And I also thought the unity aspect of it, I think it was the way it was explained. I okay. thought it could yeah. be, I mm-hmm. thought it could be better written. All right, fair enough. The future to save the past. Yeah. Uh the door opens, the portal door opens. Yeah, the, uh Sarah and the father are wrestling against the wall and they knock the spinning wheel, which opens the door, the fog and the light. The fog mm-hmm. hallway. Um, Jane runs through and as they are continuing to fight, the wheel keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. It sparks, it falls off the wall, door closes, and now. Now is. Sarah is trapped in the past and Jane is trapped in the future. So Jane wakes up. She sees the 1986 calendar on the wall. And uh, across from her are Mr. and Mrs. American Tourist. Black socks. Black shoes. Check. Hawaiian cargo, shirt. Cargo shorts. A, uh, a union hat. Yeah. Pretty yeah. awesome. A, uh, a Nikon camera. Yeah. Um, lots of... They both have cameras. Right. Yeah, of course do. they do. Olympus, <laughs> only from the mines of Minolta. Of Minolta. Um, and she's like, okay, I guess I'll just go to the spinning wheel now. Yeah. It keeps me calm. Uh, and they snap pictures of her. Uh, yeah. And she just sort of shudders every time, but just mm-hmm. does does her job. And then, and then we go back in time, and Sarah is charged with witchcraft and we can only assume is either burned at the stake or drowned we can only assume that because the episode apparently ran out of time and they're showing the credits now just over the episode yeah whereas normally we have 10 to 30 seconds of dead air maybe they could call (laughs) up uh last week's episode the deal and i don't know borrow Borrow 12 seconds seconds. yeah (laughs) and that's the episode yeah yeah it is let's go to the writer's room okay my problem with the episode is that they shoehorned everything in at the end. Yeah. And uh, they took a lot of time to set things up and like they kind of had a wicker man situation going on mm-hmm. and they paid it off weird and I didn't like it. I wasn't all that 
big of a fan of the fact that Sarah did nothing wrong and she dies. Yeah. I would have much preferred she and Jane got away. Yeah. Right. Because then they could have been roommates in college and it would have led to hijinks. Yeah. And it would have been like reverse but then it's not buddies. But then it's yes. not a horror story or a, a scary story, I guess. Um, well, I mean, sometimes those movies do have like happy-ish endings. I mean, she does escape at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. They do escape at the end of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, but some of them don't. True enough. But this is half an hour, mm-hmm. and it was on syndicated TV. No, but I mean, so somebody does escape. It's Jane. It's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just would have preferred that they both escaped. That's fair. All in all, though, I did like the episode. I liked the episode a lot. I didn't bad. even have a problem with the the pacing. I mean, first act, she goes, she gets the job. She goes there through was, the time There was tunnel. a lot in this episode. She, she gets through to the time tunnel. Second act, she's um, she's figuring out that she's there. She's uh, accused of being a witch. Maybe, you know, maybe they could have uh, added a little bit more. You know, she's had enough in the second act. Uh, they, they accuse her of being a witch. They put her in the stocks. Maybe that could have happened earlier, and then there was the breakout. No, because then the breakout's the third act. And then she goes through the the time tunnel. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mind the pacing. I th- it is paced pretty well. Okay, here is my question. Mm-hmm. What could have made it scarier? What could have made? What could have amped up the tension of the episode? Because I didn't feel like there there was a little bit of weirdness in the time tunnel. Mm-hmm. But. What could they have done to kind of ratchet up the tension? They really did a great job establishing the friendship between Sarah and Jane. Yeah, in mm-hmm. very little time, too. Wh- which they're normally not great at. Yeah. Um, Those actresses did a great job. I, I, the only thing I can think of is... And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like this idea, but... The dad and the fiance weren't menacing enough. Yeah. Okay. And what Jane if? was not afraid of them like I think she could have been. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, at that time, they would have been much more harsh mm-hmm. than they were. What if? Ooh. What if this is like a real fucking hostile situation mm-hmm. where he lures women from the present and also people from the present to go back into the past mm. to do whatever, what puritanical things mm-hmm. like what if oh. it's what if it's oh. like they watch kind of like an eyes wide shut type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They watch this puritanical household be run. They watch Sarah try to make it. So it's like real colonial Williamsburg. And it's like what they really would have done. Yeah. And it's ice cold and crazy. Yeah. Like maybe he hurts. Maybe Jane. It's a little bit more like um, Handmaid's Tale, Mm -hmm. I guess. But like it's it's that kind of fantasy, I guess, Mm -hmm. where Jane is injured and he keeps saying like, it's all for the show. It's all for the show. Mm -hmm. But it's not Mm -hmm. and eventually it ends with her getting killed Mm -hmm. Hmm. or her escaping because jane dies and as sacrifice Mm. but like i feel Mm. like if they would have done he takes her (laughs) i'm not connected to the town i hate the puritans to begin with yeah i needed like they did such a great job connecting those two Mm -hmm. i needed a more visceral entity for him to be doing this for i like i like where your idea is going though i think he's sort of written to be i mean i i agree that they are not they're not as terrible as as maybe they could be to be threatening but i i almost feel like that's purposeful 
that he maybe he really does think that he's doing the best thing for his people because when Jane gets through the tunnel and they you know the the, the tunnel breaks he's like my god what have I done um so I think even though it's fucked up I think he has good intentions and I think if anybody's a jerk it's just the I think Gaston is probably probably the one who maybe would be a little more shitty and abusive he was the one that said that she was pricked with the did he even know what was going on i i felt like I he was know. in yeah. on it so he knew that the that dude was going into the future and stealing women or that he was just coming up with these witches well, out the, of nowhere he was coming up with the witches because he knew that her saying the others yeah was bad because as soon as there was actual evidence of her witchcraft, as soon as she pulled out that lighter, he was like, stand up, walk, walk out, out the door. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. that's all he needed. <laughs> walk back into the hedges. Yeah. Because they could have just escorted her from the time tunnel and right into these stocks, please. Yeah. You are yeah. a witch. You yeah. have done these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. True. They could have done that. Yeah. So I think the only fault of this episode is just they crammed... I don't know, it was a good story. It was hard to cram it all in in that amount of time, but I don't know that they necessarily need... For for me, I don't think they needed more. I think that this was a good idea. I like the idea more than I liked the previous colonial witchcraft story. Mm -hmm. Oh, in the basement? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the two witches? Yeah. Do you think she was smoking Salem's? (gasps) and that's the episode uh jen give us a scale how many packs of salem's would you give this episode i give it six i gave it seven i mean i'm I'm being very harsh on the end but all in all i really enjoyed the episode i thought it was well acted yeah i give it uh eight and a half there it is yeah wow you really did like that i did I did. I think they did a great job. All right. Uh, congratulations to this week's winner of the Dark Side Guests. Congratulations, Ryan Carpenter, once again, coming in with the big Dark Side Guest. His guess is a little bit too long to read right now, so go to facebook.com slash tea from the dark side to see it for yourself. If you would like to participate in the Dark Side Guest, all you need to do is be following us on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash T from the Dark Side or on Instagram at T from the Dark Side or Twitter at TFTDS Pod. If you'd like to email us, it's T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Um, in, am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Me lick you. All right. Uh, bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Ape Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.